Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Venezuela could be fill-in for Russian oil, but critics fearing aiding Maduro. Russian tourists evacuated from Cuba on charter flights. Chinese foreign minister hails China, Latin America, and Caribbean Corporation. Dominica, Syria, established diplomatic relations. Dubai Chamber launch new guide examining economic potential in Latin America. Human trafficking education campaign launching soon in Barbados and Sandals Resort International makes exploratory visit to Dominican Republic. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Tuesday, March 8th. We start a report today in Venezuela. The New York Times reports that President Nicolas Maduro of Venezuela signaled on Monday a willingness to increase his country's oil production if Russian suppliers are shut out of the international market. According to the Times report, he described described a meeting with American officials over the weekend as respectful, cordial, and very diplomatic. Venezuela, a Russian ally whose oil industry is under American sanctions, has emerged as a possible replacement for some of the crude supplies that could be banned as the United States increased its efforts against Russia. American officials are reportedly looking at easing the sanctions to allow Venezuela oil back onto the global markets and address rapidly rising crude prices. When you've had a prolonged period of underinvestment, you can't just flip a switch and bring it back overnight, said Saul Kavanick, an energy industry analyst for Credit Suzy. The potential to cut global supply from sanctions on Russia would also require looking far beyond Venezuela to make up the shortfall, he added. Literally, all options are going to have to be on the table in terms of source of alternative supply, Mr. Kavanick said. No one source, whether that's Saudi Arabia, Venezuela, Iran, the United States, is going to be able to itself come close to anywhere to replacing the totality of Russia's supply if all Russian exports were to be subject to sanctions. Barbados today via the Jamaican Observer reports that about 900 Russians took charter flights home from a Cuban resort town on Sunday as airspace bans imposed after Moscow's invasion of Ukraine complicated travel for tourists around the world. Dozens of countries, including European Union nations and the United States, have banned Russian planes from their airspace as a part of sanctions aimed at crippling the Russian economy. Russia retaliated by barring its airspace to multiple countries, including 35 European nations. And airport officials in Varadero, a resort town near Havana, told the press that 920 27 Russian passengers flew to Moscow on Sunday, among them a group from the Dominican Republic. Another 940 tourists departed on Monday, the official said. Cuban media reports Friday that 5,570 Russians on vacation in Vadiro would return on Nordwin Airlines charter flights. Nordwind has suspended their regular flights to Cuba, along with fellow Russian carriers Airflot and Azur Air. Since the COVID-19 pandemic hit, Russian tourists have become the single largest group of visitors to the island nation. The arrival of Russian visitors to Cuba increased almost 200 percent since 2019, helping the island's battered tourism industry, which collapsed with the pandemic and the tightening of U.S. sanctions. 
Bahamanews.net reports via Chinua News that Chinese state councillor and foreign minister Wang Yi Monday hailed the cooperation between China and Latin America and the Caribbean region. Latin America and the Caribbean is a region of promise and vitality and is not the backbone of anyone, Wang said at a press conference. China and Latin America and the Caribbean countries are all members of the developing world with shared aspirations for independence, development, and vitalization, he said. Since the outbreak of COVID-19 pandemic, China has emerged in active cooperation with Latin America Caribbean countries providing nearly 400 million doses of vaccines and nearly 40 million units of anti-pandemic supplies to the region, he said. Last year, trade between the two sides surpassed 400 billion U.S. dollars for the first time, Wang said. China will continue to deepen friendship, expand cooperation, and work together with Latin America Caribbean friends for a China, Latin America, and Caribbean community with a shared future, Wang said. The Sinkitz Nevis Observer via Syrian Arab News Agency reports that Syria and the Commonwealth of Dominica signed on Monday an agreement on establishing diplomatic relations between the two countries. The signing ceremony of the agreement took place at the headquarters of Syria Permanent Delegation to the United Nations in New York. The agreement was inked by Ambassador Bassan Sabah, permanent representative of Syria to the United Nations, and Laureen Bannis Roberts, permanent representative of the Commonwealth of Dominica to the United Nations. Ambassador Sabah stressed that the establishment of diplomatic relations between the two countries represents a prelude to establishing multifaceted bilateral communication, cooperation, and coordination, in addition to exchanging support at international forums. For her part, Ambassador Roberts hoped that all possible bilateral cooperation opportunities would be discovered and developed in various fields. The agreement shows the two countries' common desire to adhere to the universal ideal stipulated in the Charter of the United Nations regarding friendly relations between member states. HaitiNews.net via WAM News reports that the Latin America Caribbean region can be an important economic partner to help Dubai to meet its new target of boosting foreign trade over the next five years, according to a new guide published by Dubai Chamber of Commerce. The guide titled Why Latin America features valuable insight on promising economies in the region and key growth sectors, as well as trade and investment opportunities that offer the most potential for the United Arab Emirates companies and investors. Why Latin America was released ahead of the Global Business Forum Latin America 2022, which Dubai Chamber is organizing in participation with Expo 2020 Dubai on March 23rd and 24th. The guide highlights the advantages for Dubai companies and investors in doing business with the Latin America and Caribbean, a 27-country region that stretches from Mexico to Argentina, also including Caribbean islands. The report concludes that the region's largest markets have solid macroeconomic indicators that make it safe for investment. 
Citing IMF statistics, the guide noted that Latin America's trade volume grew 9.5% in 2021 and are projected to continue growing over 2021 to 2025 at an average of 5.8% for imports and 6.7% for exports. This represents a significant increase to the average trade growth rates during the 2015 to 2019 pre-pandemic period, which were 1.9% for imports and 1.3% for exports. Combined GDP of the Latin America and Caribbean reached 5 trillion US dollars in 2021, the guide noted adding that regional economy grew by 6% in 2021 and is expected that it will grow by 4.3% between 2021 and 2025. This makes it a prime region for bilateral trade, offering Dubai-based investors and commercial organizations promising returns on investment and also positioning the region as key to helping Dubai meet its foreign trade targets. The government of Dominica has launched the Micro, Small and Medium Enterprise Loan Facility at the Agricultural, Industrial and Development Bank to provide access to capital for business investments and expansion. Government signed the agreement with the bank on Monday, March 7th. Government has loaned $27,431,000 from the Caribbean Development Bank for lending to the micro, small, and medium enterprises through the Agricultural, Industrial, and Development Bank. The loans offered at an interest rate of 3.5% per annum on the reducing balance and borrowers will be given a grace period of six months on the payment of the principal and interest. The maximum term is up to 10 years exclusive of the grace period. The business must be registered with the Inland Revenue Division and the Dominica Social Security and the owner must be a citizen or a permanent resident of Dominica operating on the island for 10 years or more. To date, the government of Dominica has made $38.8 million available for lending to micro, small and medium enterprises on concessionary terms. $5 million was placed at the Agricultural, Industrial and Development Bank in 2020 and $6 million in 2021 as a COVID-19 response measure. This government understands the importance of the contribution of the micro, small and medium enterprises to the Dominican economy. We believe the injection of funds into this sector will positively impact small business activity and touch the life of the common man in every village in every part of Dominica, Prime Minister Skerritt stated. The Prime Minister thanked the Caribbean Development Bank for its partnership with the government and the people of Dominica. Barbados Today reports that within a few days, the government of Barbados will roll out a campaign to sensitize and educate the public about human trafficking. The campaign will be launched on Wednesday, March 9th, and Barbados Attorney General Dale Marshall will deliver the feature address. Mr. Marshall stressed the importance of the sensitization and education campaign, which targets all members of society, including primary school children and visitors. In a statement issued on the World Day Against Trafficking on July 30, 2021, 
Attorney General Marshall said the government was committed to continuing the fight against human trafficking. Government has made human trafficking a priority. Our legislation and approach to human trafficking is victim-centered, covering costs of victims' repatriation to their home countries, providing shelter, medical assistance, and legal aid. We have developed indicators to assist in detecting and investigating potential cases of human trafficking with the assistance of our international partners, he stated. Human trafficking has been described by the United Nations Office on Drug and Crime as the recruitment, transportation, transfer, harboring, or receipt of people through force, fraud, or deception with the aim of exploiting them for profit. Men, women, and children of all ages and from all backgrounds can become victims of this crime, which occurs in every region of the world. The traffickers often use violence or fraudulent employment agencies and fake promises of education and job opportunities to trick and coerce their victims, the UN website stated. The Bahamas Weekly reports that the Bahamas Agricultural Marine Science Institute, BAMSI, has made numerous international connections for educational opportunities during Agricultural Week in Dubai from February 20th to 25th. Representatives from BAMSI were among the delegation that traveled with the Minister of Agriculture, Marine Resources, and Family Affairs, the Honorable Clay Sweeting, who spoke at the inaugural Food for Future Summit and Expo. BAMSI President Dr. Teresa Hepburn said she was delighted to find internship and training opportunities with numerous countries. We had the opportunity to speak not only to ministers, but persons that are open to partnering with us and ensuring that our students have an opportunity, maybe to come and train with them for brief internships, and those who are not able to provide internships, they provided scholarship opportunities. So I think this is a wonderful opportunity for Bamsey, she said. We definitely have a connection with the United Kingdom, made connections with persons in Japan, also in Australia, where our students may have the opportunity to do some things there. Dr. Hepburn said that she felt the Agricultural Week in Dubai was tremendously beneficial for the Institute. Jamaica Information Service reports that artificial insemination of animals is scheduled to begin this month under Jamaica's National Livestock Genetic Improvement and Breeding Technology Program. Launched in November of last year by the Jamaica Dairy Development Board, the program is aimed at expanding production in the livestock industry throughout the provision of high-quality stock and reducing Jamaica's importation of beef and milk. Chief Executive Officer at the Jamaica Dairy Development Board, Devon Sayers, told Jamaica Information Service News that the board is sourcing high-quality beef semen from local farmers and has started importing dairy cattle semen and embryos. In terms of the dairy aspect, after the first three years of the program, the offspring should be producing 15 liters of milk per day, which is our aim. Our current production is six to seven liters per day with our current gene pool. 
we are looking to get a 100% improvement based on the profile of the type of genetic material that we are bringing in, he indicated. More than 700 straws of beef cattle semen from Braham, Brangus, and Angus breeds will be used for local breeds, while 1,500 straws from Brown Swiss, Jersey, and Holston cattle will be used for dairy cattle. Mr. Sayers said that sensitization of farmers about the initiative is ongoing. The National Livestock Genetic Improvement and Breeding Technology Program aligns with Jamaica's Ministry of Agriculture and Fisheries Drive to expand production in the livestock sector. Now Grenada reports that members of the Sandal Resort International Executive Committee, led by Executive Chairman Adam Stewart and CEO Gebhard Rayner, toured the Dominican Republic. The group met with government officials, including being received by President of the Dominican Republic. The exploratory visit was at the personal invitation of the Ambassador of the Dominican Republic in Jamaica, who together with the Ministry of Foreign Affairs in the Dominican Republic and in partnership with Executive Director of Pro Dominicana were instrumental in coordinating and designing the agenda to showcase the different destinations and to discover tourism investment opportunities. During the two-day visit, the Sandals Resort International team visited various areas of the island, including Punta Cana, Miches, and Las Terenas, among others. Although Stewart and other Sandal Resorts international executives had been to the Dominican Republic previously, this marked their first official visit by the Jamaican-based luxury all-inclusive resort company to the destination. Sandals Resort International is in the midst of a multi-year expansion and innovation plan aimed at strengthening tourism returns to the Caribbean region. Earlier this year, Sandals Resort International reopened Sandals Royal Bahamian in Nassau, Bahamas, and will soon unveil its first property in Curacao on June 1st. Three new resorts are planned for Jamaica, and in 2023, Sandals Resort International will unveil a new resort under their beach resort brand in St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Announced late last year, Sandals Resort International investment of nearly $200 million will result in 3,000 Caribbean-based jobs, reaffirming the company's role as a leader and driver of tourism and economic growth across the region, and aligning with plans to double the size of the Sandals Resort International portfolio in the next decade. And finally, Fox Business reports that now you can get Chick-fil-A in Puerto Rico. The fast food chain opened its first location in the U.S. territory last Thursday, according to a press release. The new restaurant employs approximately 150 full and part-time workers and is owned and operated by franchisee Caitlin Chavez, the release said. Along with the opening of its newest restaurant, Chick-fil-A announced that it donated $200,000 to Banco de Alimentos Puerto Rico, a food bank that works to alleviate hunger and improve nutrition of disadvantaged Puerto Ricans, according to the food bank's website. Aside from the typical Chick-fil-A menu, the Puerto Rican location will also serve coffee that is 100% locally ground and roasted in Puerto Rico, the press release said. 
The chain plans to open between 10 and 15 restaurants in the next five years. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Tuesday, March 8. I'm Keisha Wallace, thanking you for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news. Be sure to spread the word to family, friends, and associates. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com and be sure to like and follow us on Facebook, now Meta.